0: This is Airbuyte Weekly, number five, Yep, and we're talking, uh, the kind of synopsis, I guess, is like tech and current events around tech. So, uh, but also about our products and our product, our company, Airbuy, product studio based in the UK. Uh, Do you want to give us the the weekly digest first? Weekly
1: Digest, Um, so this week, well, as I mentioned in previous um, episodes, we've been doing a lot of
0: web work recently.
1: Yeah. I think that's sort of slowed down slightly this week.
0: Yeah, it's tailing off. Uh, yeah. Back to apps. Back to apps, which is good.
1: Um, I've mainly been building out sort of a back end system for one of our um, new releases for one of our clients. Um, I guess we can say... Integrating with MindBody. You talked about it quite a lot last week, so Duh. okay, no, no point holding back. Uh, yeah. Integrating with MindBody and, and trying to sort of get to grips with it. Um, cause it's a huge, huge system. Um, it's a different type of API
0: that I'm not really used to using. It's not, yeah, it's not great. Uh, in, in terms of example of an API, it's not a great example. And there's lots of use cases,
1: no which sense. makes it tricky because some people use it privately. For their own studio, and some people use it as a marketplace. And so, currently, sort of the documentation is ordered around private institutes and not the marketplace sector. So, a lot of things that are coming out, for example, they mention on the API that um, the subscription is only available for certain tiers of studios. But if you're building a marketplace, it doesn't actually matter. Right. Um, and like different pricing models also is apparently. Not really applicable. It, it, yeah, it, it totally depends on your business case. Yeah, and they don't really engage you to tell you to actually inquire with them about it. Right. So yeah. Um, so yeah. Well, I don't know whether that's just coming from like a developer point of view or whether the business that we're working with should have been more active in engaging with mind be beforehand. I don't know. I'm not sure.
0: So they could actually get advice on maybe what what sort of endpoints, I guess. And yep they should be looking at.
1: Yep. Um, So we're looking at that. And then Ross has been doing more
0: AR work. Yeah, so this week we're getting into the gritty of uh, AR. So we're basically doing that with an interior design company. They want to be able to have essentially a virtual showroom so they can build models and upload it to a back end and then it's displayed in uh, an augmented reality virtual showroom. Uh, So it's really cool. And breaking new ground for us because we've never really done AR stuff professionally. We've done a bit of, like playing around, but um, new boundaries, learning a bit, bit about kind of models and scene kit a lot. Yep. Uh good. And we're now just doing uh, image recognition, so you can set up trackers and then have models display on those trackers. Um, that's
1: what I'm doing. Yeah, I guess there's different use cases depending on who's using it. I mean, trackers is. Important if you're in a meeting environment, and You just want to show. show Yeah,
0: it's it's really uh, it's really varied. The the system we've built is actually really flexible. It can cater for what a lot of uh, people are going to be. A lot of different people are going to be using it, so it can be set up configured quite dynamically.
1: Yep. I know we should mention Alex is missing today.
0: Yeah. So so also this week, illness has struck. (laughs) The uh, the office. Yep. So I went. I went for about earlier in the week. I'm yep. over it. Yep. Steve was strong as always. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see over the weekend. But Alex has succumbed and no, it's not in the office today. So that's why he's missing the podcast. Man <laughs> down. Um,
1: but Alex has been working on um, some more web work. Actually, he's been finishing off sort of uh, our last web piece as such before the next round comes. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's all good. It's long in this week. Um, Visit to London yesterday. Yeah. To see an old client. Well, current client. Uh, it's hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, Future client. A CEO who, who runs um, an online food takeaway service. And it's really interesting kind of hearing different aspects of their business and what stage they're at. And, um, sort of swapping advice on different areas from, from our point of view, technical and his point of view from a marketplace expertise.
0: Yeah. be Yeah. Being in that sector. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Tops. Topics. Oh, set it together. Okay. Um, uh, mine was basically around the theme of the week, AR mm-hmm. and, uh, high use cases of it and just stuff that we've been talking, talking about. So far, and how we can uh, actually leverage AR in more than just interior designs, which interior designs seems to be the main one. Yeah. And like looking at what other people are doing in the space, particularly in the last couple of weeks with iOS 11 dropping, uh, it's been very like gaming orientated. So it's basically, is there actually longevity to it? Yeah. And or is it just like a not a fad i want to say it's more than a fad because there are like when it's when it's applicable it's like hugely beneficial interior design is a great example like the ikea app is so many people are saying like wow i've actually tried this out and it's actually really useful because it shows me same with like housecraft which essentially is an ikea has ikea furniture in it super useful to kind of mock up stuff mm. um but are there any other verticals that it actually applies yeah. to yeah
1: i mean so we been brainstorming in the office as well the restaurant side of things possibly but it does break the whole social aspect Um, a lot of AR and VR I I find anyway you want to do it on your own or
0: it's sort of your own surreal experience I guess that's what Facebook is trying to change with um, spaces where you essentially are in the same virtual space and it becomes more of a social thing Um, and you're like going through the same experience together Which is a, yeah, is a big thing of it, yeah. Uh, especially, yeah, that's a good one, especially with gaming as well. I mean, gaming's like 10 times more fun if you're doing it with someone yep. else, um, but it's always very hard to translate AR into a
1: multiplayer environment. Yeah, I guess you need to create a real world or a experience that people join, a virtual world. Yeah, which, like, from which
0: is not, which has been done. It's been done. It's just getting getting the full process behind it and how, yeah, longevity of it. It'll be interesting to see where it goes. Um, Outside of gaming as well. Yeah, outside of gaming, outside of kind of the industry uses. I struggle to see. Maybe it's just lack of creativity. Maybe. (laughs) Um, That was was pretty much it.
1: Um, So, following from my discussion with um yesterday in london <laughs> around sort of advisors and mentors um okay and whether you think it's beneficial to have a mentor and if you do I know you do mentor currently two mm, mentees yeah but would you think about getting a mentor for you oh
0: yeah definitely definitely yeah. 100% um there's always, I think, I can't, re- can't remember who said it. I don't even know if someone did say it, but it's always like that thing where if if you're not the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room sort of yeah. thing. Like you should, or well, I guess smartest is like a thing, but like most yeah. experienced, you should always like have someone who's got more experience yeah. than you and, and someone that you can learn from. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you're, you're not really going to learn yeah. as fast. Yeah. And it could just save you. And, and yeah, we're, we're definitely getting some well, we've always had like a kind of network of, of mentors, whether like, they see themselves as mentors or whatever. Hmm. It's always people that we uh, look up to or aspire to and it might, might just be that they're a really good programmer or they might be, you know, they've done everything that we're doing before. Yeah. Or it could be a completely different sector and they're just like someone who's really professional and they've got a good uh, acumen about them, I guess. Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely useful. It's quite hard to find...
1: I think it's just mentors. people who you have worked with or know of, and then building a relationship with them. Yeah. Mm. It sort of works itself out eventually, as long as there's sort of mutual benefit, I think, is the best thing. Mm. As long as they're getting something out of it to make it beneficial
0: for them. What would that be, though, other than, like, satisfaction and whatever exchanging skill sets um yeah yeah i mean it's quite interesting so yeah i'm doing the mentoring program partnering with the university at the moment and it's it's quite it's interesting that kind of two-way thing because that's that's what they promote it's like oh it's a two-way thing mm. right you you get stuff out of it mm. and it's quite hard to see what that would be mm. from day one uh what do they say Apart from the whole feeling good. No, it's not about, yeah, they say about like, you'll learn like a new set of skills, uh, which I guess you do, um, but also just you have like kind of access into the community that is ongoing there, like at the university, say like first years or whatever, and it's completely different game, like at that level. And it's kind of seeing like what people's expectations are going into employment, Mm. seeing uh you know what t- type of companies they're looking at and then a lot of them already are like oh i don't want the big corporate and that's like a common thing yep. that people yep. shy away from this corporate image where actually maybe sometimes they're more suited for it yeah um but it's almost like i'm cool to want to yep. to be in those type of companies and
1: yeah and i was at a um meet up earlier in the week to do the university again um but they were kind of talking about whether you should someone asked a good question about whether you should actually join a business after you graduate or after you finish school rather than start your own thing straight away and a lot of it was saying yes you should work first because it does build your foundation level skills Mm. it does give you sort of a a level playing field Um, whereas you jump straight into it you kind of there's a lot going on that you don't know about whereas at least if you got the foundation, then you kind of you got something a base to work off.
0: Absolutely, and it's also coming back to like mentors and everything like that. Like that's how you meet those types of people is working yep. with them yep. and spending those years just like yeah, spending time with them and a lot of people that are kind of mentors or people that would advise really well are people that we've just worked with over the years. Yeah. So yeah, yep. it's definitely, definitely worth doing. Yep. Good topic. Good topic. Good topic. Good topic. I could talk about that for all.
1: Uh, next stage is, um, marketplaces and aggregators, so, uh, looking at, so if there's, there's huge players building, um, sort of a platform for people to use, like say for example, Shopify or, um, there's another one, Miraki, M- Miracle, Miracle, I think, Miracle, <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> It's like a marketplace provider. Sounds it's, like it's miracle. You're trying to say maybe miracle, miracle, but not spelled miracle with because you, you can miracle read. with a K. <laughs> It's French, but they but they sell mm-hmm. their software to places like Game and Halfords as a sort of fulfilment. They're sort of the CMS rights behind it, right? And um, their whole strategy is kind of taking commission off sales and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. they've made loads of money doing that. Um, and same for LinWorks, which is an aggregator. So getting a bunch of services and pushing it, funding it through. And it's just thinking about those sort of types of um, businesses in new spaces and whether we can apply to that. I mean, one of the examples was the whole restaurant thing that I mentioned yesterday. Yeah. Because um, there's so many sort of delivery companies out. mm restaurants are facing a problem where they've got a bunch of tablets and they just want to have one that yeah. they can use and sort of aggregating that.
0: Yeah. I mean, a lot of what we've done before in terms of our own products has been like, uh, either aggregations or services based on other services, mm. whether that's like university services mm. or, um, travel APIs that okay. sort were of provided my experience with it is that it's always unless you've got like a really solid agreement with whoever's providing yeah. providing it, uh, it it can get quite hairy yeah because uh, either they don't like it yeah so they make it difficult for you or you just find yourself just experiencing problems that are nothing to do with you because it's because of your provider yeah um, mm. and that frustrates users in the end and then yeah. all you can kind of say is well, it's not my fault yeah. but they don't care whose fault it is it's not working so, yeah if it's not working. it's not working yeah so it's yeah it's got to be like you build it either yeah something that's like fail safe so can't go wrong yep you just i mean a good example of that is kind of like referral where you're pushing people to a website or something like that mm-hmm. can't really go wrong because after that side of the process you they they take it over and it's up to them whether to convert it yeah you've done your job yeah uh yep. If, but if say you're controlling that whole buying process and then you fail or yeah your think it looks bad on you yep. if your like provider fails. Yeah. Um that's true. true. So it's really interesting that. Yeah. So future form. Um, <laughs> good <pun. laughs> Should we talk about products? Because we promised last week that we would talk about okay. products. Let's do products. So products, which is actually called Ruckstack. is um we forgot a name. Um
1: took a long time to get
0: that name. It's, it's in beta slash alpha stage now. Yep. Uh, it's, it's it's basically ready. It's out. Yep. Ruckstack.com. Yep. It's available for people to go on now. Um, so the product itself is basically uh, being able to create a shopping list or a shopping cart across multiple retailers. Um, and simply by just using the URL of that product listing, um, you put that into... Uh, Ruckstack, and you can create multiple lists. You can create your own lists and name your lists and do whatever you want with it. Um, you put it on a list, it will automatically fetch all the product information and the price information um, and then store it for you. And then you can share that list with, with friends and um, with people that you're maybe doing the activity with that the list is relevant for. Mm-hmm. And so this came from Steve and I trying to, for the new office, trying to create a shopping list. Mm-hmm. And we found it really difficult. Uh, we ended up using like a Google sheet, which was okay, but it wasn't shareable. And obviously when you're like doing a new office and you've got a couple of staff, like everyone wants to know about it. So like everyone wants to kind of have a a view of it. So we kind of build a solution and we've been building it for the last couple of weeks now. Um, it's got a really cool API behind it that we built, which will fetch a product for uh, a fetch products, information and price, which is actually quite difficult, um, and a lot of competitors either struggles to do it in a good fashion or a timely fashion, Yep. whereas we, I think, do both, yep. in my opinion. Yeah, it'd be
1: excited to see the different use cases for it, because obviously our use case was for office lists, um, there's also different types of wish lists or Christmas lists or whatever applications for it. Tis the season. Tis the season. <laughs> and uh, we just want to know, sort of, how people are using it and in- inspect, seeing what's sort all of list they're creating, and be bigger learning curve for us to show where to focus on next.
0: Yeah, I think this is the thing with this product is we know that there's something there but we, we're not 100% maybe sure on what market or what markets it will be really successful in. Mm. Um, we've got obviously some inclinations but we want to just see how people use it and see if it if it fulfills that problem yep. that people have in creating lists and I'm confident it, it will. Yep. Uh in terms of like running costs, it's pretty uh, low because it it doesn't take a huge amount of computing power to kind of go and fetch prices and everything. So it's pretty low cost. Then, obviously, we can then come to some agreements with particular retailers um, over affiliate links and uh, sharing revenue, yep. which means that we can keep it free for people to use. Yep. Which would be really good. Yep.
1: So yeah, we're releasing it to. A couple of people, a couple of small groups first. Um, although it is publicly available, but we want to just focus it and kind of use it as a, a user testing sort of scenario. Yeah. Where we force them to use it and uh, see see what happens.
0: Yeah, especially putting it in front of those people that we were talking about earlier the mentors and the advisors and people that we trust, the opinions we trust, and, and uh, I'm sure they'll break it and yeah. I'm sure they'll uh, give us some good feedback. And it'll probably be mostly negative, but it's kind of the negative stuff that we should listen to yep. at this stage. Because we, we know it's not a perfect product, we know we probably don't present it as well as it could be. Uh it's very technical at the moment and kind of you can tell it was designed by free free guys, like <laughs> just brainstorming like ideas around it. Yep. So yeah, we're definitely open to it, kind of seeing how people react to it.
1: Yep. Yeah. we can actually talk about it now, which is exciting. <laughs> Um. yeah next on my last topic okay is yeah, around yeah. investment oh okay and um. A, a lot of our clients have got investment or have got investment from some source They're a bunch of different sources really yeah so one is from one core investor um, who is putting in bunch of money and then the CEO is kind of got different goals to hit throughout the year. Um, that's one one of the ways that we're, he's working another investor is kind of drip feeding investment, um, on each milestone base, which is similar to the first one. Um, and then finally the big one, which is they're looking to get IPO, Mm. um, because just to, to raise the next capital and, and to grow the one step further and it's kind of the I wouldn't say the last stage, but it's kind of the, uh, that, that's what they want to do at this stage of, the, of their business. Um, it's just interesting seeing how these different companies are getting investment and what sort of investors they have on board.
0: Yeah. I find it really interesting how the, uh, the product, almost the product direction is kind of driven mm. by that investment yeah. as well. Cause yeah. it's really common, obviously for investment to be drip fed yeah. and to, so Like when you hear people getting like 60 million in funding, whatever, Mm. it's not 60 million in cash in your your bank. It's usually milestone based. Usually you have to hit a set of objectives. And it's interesting seeing them kind of strive to to get those objectives.
1: And to what extent the, um, the company owner has sort of not given up, but has agreed these milestones that the investor has made up it's sort of like a, a client specification from our point of view.
0: Yeah. Yeah, What they have to fulfill. And it, yeah, it puts a lot of pressure on that founder or that CEO to, to execute that plan. Uh, and I, you know, personally, I, you know, I don't know if I'd perform very well under that Mm. type of pressure. Um, simply, you know, it's got to be, it's got to work both ways because obviously they've got to trust in you being able to fulfill it. Um,
1: yeah. I mean, I don't know how many, it's finding the right investor as well. Yeah. who has the same vision
0: and, and dream as you do. Um, also being fairly patient as well. Yeah. If things aren't going too well, because yeah. the last thing you need, it will compound the problem where, you know, you've got, you're maybe not making as much profit as you thought you would, or it's, it's happened, everything's happening a bit slower than, than you thought it would. What you don't need is your investor then breathing down your neck saying yeah. what, you know. This should have been done this should have been done yep um it's i think that's, that's the part of it that turns it off for me is yep. that side of things yeah
1: but then there's there's other sources i guess crowdfunding or when there's multiple variants of investors and not just one big one yeah which would spread the stress i'd say or, or spread slightly dilutes the pressure i guess the pressure um and everyone's sort of working towards the same goal on that aspect rather than just one person ordering the CEO or the founder into yeah. doing stuff.
0: There's also kind of the self funded route, yep. which is also the one we're trying to go down yep. is, um, you know, maybe you've got an, a specialism that you can actually sell to people. Uh, so therefore you can make money doing that, uh, doing or you're kind of bootstrapped and you're from day one, your product is making money. Mm. Um, which if you're doing that, it's amazing, yep. by the way, because uh, we haven't, well, we start where maybe now we are starting to see that, but like for a while we worked with a lot of companies that um, didn't, didn't actually post like profit from day one, No. Uh, but we are starting to see some companies now that are doing that because they, they know that that's more appealing to an investor if, if a company's already making money. So yep. the industry is kind of waking up to that now and saying. If you're, if you're not making money already, you're probably not investable Yeah. because um, it's so easy now to kind of either set up a shop or get a website built yeah. that at least validates your concept and maybe gets you a bit of money.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the need for sort of that initial seed funding is decreasing, or the value of it, I'd say is decreasing. You don't need the 100,000 now, It's you can go down. 10 or 20
0: K. Yeah. Which some people can afford like out, yeah. of their, out of their, out their personal yep. funds, which is a trend that we're seeing as well. Yep. Um,
1: yeah. I was reading an article the other day about, um, sort of the risk factor of, of getting investment and uh, some people look for investment whilst they're still at a full time job and it's sort of, why would you ask someone to give you money if you haven't committed
0: yourself? Yeah. It's a big, uh, big question, isn't it? And. Yeah, I
1: think that you have to be, you have to be the one who's most invested in your product
0: before raising investment. Yeah. So. It's key. It's probably question, maybe not number one, but number two, uh, an investor would ask is how much money have you put in? Yeah. Um, and if you say, oh, nothing really. I've just like sent a few emails. Yeah. Like, why would I take the risk? It's the same. Yeah. It's the same. Like, it's all about why would I take that risk? Yeah. And you've got to make an investor say, why wouldn't I give you this money? Because. You're gonna give, you're gonna get it back to me, yep. um, ten times or whatever. Um,
1: and we see this when we're, we're being pitched up for equity share or joint ventures. If we see that the other party is not putting their weight or is not investing anything apart from it was their idea, mm. then it's not worth our time.
0: Actually, that's another topic. I'm going to write out a for next time about <laughs> ideas and how protected an idea can be in forty minutes. But we'll talk about because we've run out of time now. Okay. So that's pretty much it. Join us next week. So it, yeah. Join <laughs> us next week. Is it still good? Yeah, it should be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is next week?
1: Uh, next week is week six. Week. Um, Have a product update, hopefully. Yep. Product update. We're getting some design Lick a paint on Ruckstuck, maybe. Yeah. Um, later next week. So, design concepts come together. Um, and then, yeah, more more of the same of this week, really, work wise. Um, they're quite long projects that we're working on now. So, yeah. Alright.
0: This has been. <laughs> We do need a good intro and outro. Okay. i like to do a hard cut. So I maybe you should just go for the... No, you shouldn't.
1: What's your theme
0: topic for next week? Well, next week we'll be talking about uh, ideas and protecting ideas and IP and MBAs. NDAs. And Hard cut. <laughs> there
1: you go. <laughs>